Welcome to episode 47 of the Facing the Future podcast. It's your boy Mills. It's your boy Shan. Big Smoke in the house. What's good? Wagwan. <laughs> big Smoke. Okay. Yeah, Big big Smoke. Big Smoke. <laughs> you went from Big Moose to Manda Moose to Big Smoke. Where, where, where's the Big Smoke? Moosevelli. My favorite one is Moosevelli. Moosevelli. That, that, was, that was a dope name. I'm going to try to come up with a name every week. For real, for real. But, but what's Big Smoke derived from? That joint's like, that's random as hell. <laughs> well, it's not. You ain't here. You ain't here. Kid Cudi new album. Nah, I did. I did. I did. I did. Yeah, pop smoke. Pop smoke. Pop smoke. And um, Skepta. Okay. Okay. My niggas is ready to go. Pop smoke. Big smoke. With that's all my niggas, and we got guns like Kevin Hart. Yeah, come on. That's what type of time you want? Yeah, you know the vibes. Nah, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Let's jump Big right into Friday. it. Let, let's let's jump right into it though. Um, so Toby brought up a a, a topic about the. The different ideas of success between was African immigrants and like the African American youth coming up. So, yeah, I saw. Mm-hmm. So, so explain that. Like, what you mean? So then we can just dive into it. Yeah, I saw an interesting conversation on um, Clubhouse. I keep calling it Chat House, but I, call, I saw it on Clubhouse. They were talking about why, like, the some of the reasons why Africans come to America and they succeed. Uh, more than African-Americans. And I just thought it was interesting. I think it would be interesting to bring up on the pod because I think that, like, a lot of people don't really look at those perspectives because everybody thinks we all black. Well, so what, do you mean, get... what, do you, what do you mean by succeed more more than African-Americans? Like, I think, like, a lot of people look at um, African-Americans in a certain light of, like, we're not – the majority of us, not the elitist, but I think they look at the majority of African-Americans in America and think that, like, you know – we're stuck on welfare or we have a lot of different, like the same stereotypes of us not making out the hood, us like, you know, wanting to be gangsters or us just trying to make ends meet in America. And they think it's interesting that people that look like us come here and then they end up being doctors. They end up being lawyers, engineers, all that stuff. So, well, well, well let's, let's dive into, to, to a first, cause you come up from a bit like your family's different background than like me and Shannon's family. Cause Obviously, your family came from um, a different country, and our and our family's like rooted here. I guess you could say, when it comes to, I guess the generation before us. So I'm gonna ask Shannon this: um, as like a young Black African American coming up, what was your like idea of success coming up? Like when you what you saw on like the TV, maybe the media, that type of thing. As the um, what you think now? Well, what I saw was man with a degree, college degree, gotta go to school or have some sort of trade have some sort of skill and uh, someone that's successful, a good father, a good family man and all that stuff is what I thought being successful is. Um, but that's success isn't exactly the same for everybody. Um, but I mean, Toby brought up a good point when he said like a lot of them come in are doctors and are lawyers and stuff like that. And I think that it is, a, uh, I think the difference in dynamic is they come from a different cloth than we are, I would say, because they're from a different country. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But like, like back to what I asked you um, originally, like with, with the success thing, I feel as though like, I mean, me coming up, like just seeing different things in the media and whatnot is, um, I feel as though like our, our idea of success was like you have cars, chains, the baddest girls, whatever it may be, um, you're the top athlete or whatever it is. And that's like the stuff that we all aspire to be and like things that might've been pushed more so in our household. Like I feel as though, um, Maybe, like, our parents, they pushed us in the direction of sports. Yeah, college was good, but, like, you know, our fathers, 
They wanted us to play sports or whatever. That was like, that was a big thing. Like it is to get a scholarship, go play sports or whatever it may be. And then as like Toby said, in his like dynamic is more so probably, Oh, nah, like sports are not the first thing on our mind. It's, it's more so, I want you to go be a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, whatever it may be, and you're going to get it that way. And not saying either one's wrong, but I feel like that kind of is like our idea of success is like African-Americans or it's pushing the media as like For sure. success. That's and, what we see on TV a lot. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. So, so like, Toby, from your perspective growing up, what was, like, pushed in, in your household um, or maybe not even in your household, like, within your families and, and like, their, and their upbringing? Um, I mean, coming from my upbringing, my upbringing was a little bit different. Um, my mom... My mom's parents, my mom's dad had died when she was mad young. So like when she, when she came in, she had a different perspective in terms of like getting an education. Cause like my grandfather had education. Um, and my dad on his side of Nigeria, like, I don't think my, I don't think my grandfather wanted to, no, he didn't go to school. My grandma didn't go to school on my dad's side. So it was a little bit different from their perspective as well. Um, so it was really more so just about, making sure that you're grinding and doing everything you need to do. My grandfather on my dad's side was in the was in the armed forces in Nigeria. So my dad ended up joining the armed forces, got an education, and then worked his way up to where he is now. And my mom, she just came in. Um, she went to school um, in Nigeria, but then she came here, switched her major, did nursing. And then from there on, they moved on to what they're doing today. And um, I think it's a little bit different um, from my perspective was that we've just always been pushed with the concept of having a good education and making sure that we do everything that we need to do to make sure that we are, um, that we're not, well, I guess in the terms of being successful, successful in a sense that you're comfortable financially. Um, and I think that looking at it from how other people look at it is that like, people don't understand about Nigeria or just even African countries in general, like they live on less than $10 a day. You know what I'm saying? So it's how like, that even, how was that? How was that even possible? Well, I mean, like, I mean, like what's it like over there in Nigeria? It's nothing. I've never been over there, so I don't know. You, you, you've seen both perspectives. So, so when you look at like the inflation rate and stuff like that, when you do a lot of conversions, a lot of people, I'll speak for Nigeria, like they live on less than like they actually less live on less than five dollars a day, and that's just me overestimating. Like in Nigeria, it's really like upper class and just lower class. There's not a middle class like you would see in America. So it's like part of that problem is that, like you see here, the middle class essentially are like the foundation of America. If there's no middle class here. America's going to be in shambles. So when we look at when we look at like Nigeria, for example, that doesn't have a middle class. Like people leave Nigeria just because of the fact of we've seen what happened with stars, the corruption in the government, and they come here and it's like your mindset. It's like I don't want to go back to what I saw. You know what I mean? It's like there are people that they'll see that really don't eat that really don't do any of the stuff that like, you know, we, we complain about, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, example, like, I don't want to stuff that we might like complain about. Um, we'll say, for example, like, it sounds bad when I say it like this, but just for the context, I'm going to have to put it like this. It's like, for example, like we'll complain about free healthcare, right? Like, you know, everybody has a right to, you know, have free healthcare to have checkups, do a lot, have a lot of these things. But in Nigeria, in Nigeria, the healthcare system, a lot of workers go on strike at hospitals all the time because they're not compensated properly because of how, like, the equipment is there. It just even the electricity system there is an is a, is a issue. So it's like when people leave that country, it's like they're leaving with the concept of, I need to, I need to be in a better position. Like, and there's, like, no other, there's no other option. And so with that being said, they look at it as like, I need to make sure I'm doing better than what I was there. Cause I saw what I, I saw what I saw there. I don't like it. 
And I think that when they go out, they see African-Americans here, they don't really understand the type of struggle that they have either and how that may affect people. Because Nigerian and Africans are kind of built under the, the system of just being very stoic and just very like, just don't worry about it. Just focus on what you need to focus on and focus on the money. I, I agree. I agree. But yeah. I, are you guys hearing? Yeah, I was going to say something about your original point about like seeing like us, like seeing like celebrities and TV stars up on TV. And that's how you get it. If you think about how many kids don't come from households like we do, where, you, where our parents are like, you know, go to school and play sports at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Use sports as a way to get you a free education. So I think a lot of times in situations that some, some people see that the only way for them to make it out is to make it big in sports or become famous or something like that. And they exactly. have no backup plan. They have no education, no backup plan. And I think to Toby's point about people like where he come from, they come here with, you know, they're not going to fail. There's, there's no chance of failing, period. You know what I'm saying? So they're that much more driven to get done what they have to get done. No, I hear that. I hear that. And, and like, just, just to bounce off what you just said too, Shan, and also what Toby said, when, when you say like Africans come here, they don't understand the struggle. But if you kind of like put the two parallels together, like the slums or, or, or the bottom of the barrel that you talk about from Africa is not too far off from the, what, what goes on here in the States. Like if you go exactly. across the bridge to Philly, um, like to, there's, there's parts over there where it's, it's, it's like a war zone. It's like the slum. Yeah. There's nothing there. People, you talk about $10 a day, people living off nothing. People not eating, you feel me? Because uh, I'm sure we all have family over there too in that area that's like, they're, yeah. they're living way, not living as good as we are. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's where I'm trying to figure out why there's such a disconnect in, in the two, two pockets of, of, of black people in America and why, like, we can't get on the same page when it comes to that. Because, and like you said, you are talking about Clubhouse earlier, um, Tobe, like, even people people in Clubhouse were talking about how, like, I guess you could say Africans that immigrate over here don't want to be associated with African-Americans because of the bad stigma that goes to them, like you said earlier. But it's like, why not? When, when in, in reality, we have, we have very similar struggles, and the people that are impoverished go through the same shit. So it's like, why, why, why not? Why wouldn't you want to be associated with? Why? And we, why we both had the same stigma here too. Yeah, yeah I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, you guys are right. Um, I think what ends up happening is that we end up from from an African perspective, people look at the mindset of like, okay, I'm better than you guys. Um, I'll be honest with you, like very transparent. Like a lot of people come up with that mindset and think that they're better than a lot of different people. But it's like, y'all not better than people here because it's like at the end of the day, if you go to Nigeria, there's struggle. You know what I mean? African-Americans are struggling. You know what I mean? When you come here, Afri African-Americans are struggling. So either way, y'all are in the same position. The only difference is that you're focused on education to get your financial, to get your financial means of stability. And a lot of African-Americans are focused on sports and entertainment and media to get their means of financial stability. So it's like when, when they come in with the mindset of thinking like, oh yeah, like we're better than them. We're this, you can't trust these people, this, that, and the third. It's like, how, like you come from this mindset because of why? Like, is it because of the fact of what you were taught, what you're seeing? Do you want to be like the white man? Like, do you think that because of the fact of you're Nigerian and because you guys like to boast and hide the, the stuff that you guys go through at home, that's what makes you guys look good? Because if so, that's a problem. You let know me, what I let mean? Me ask, let, me, let me ask you this before we go to the, to the, next, um, the next topic. Um, so when it comes to, I know that there's a disparity between like African-Americans and African immigrants, but when it comes to the African immigrants and you go in deep into those pockets, like the people from Nigeria or different countries, do do they not associate with each other? Because I'm not very well versed in that. That's something I want to I want to know. Are they like? Are they, do you guys not mess with like people from other countries or like two different ends of of 
um, different, two different kinds of African immigrants or like, how does that, how does that go? It really depends on the people and it really depends on how you grow up. Like a lot of, a lot of people growing up in Africa, they are friendly. I'll be honest with you. Um, but there are a lot of people who don't really, um, how do I say this? They not really in tune with what you need to be in tune with in terms of African unity. Like most of these people are there and trying to get it for themselves, but it's like, after a while, it's not just about getting it for yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, this, yeah. it's like a crabs in a barrel mentality. Like you see somebody doing well in Nigeria, you get jealous and then something else you got, you try to resort to means to, to get what you need, but it doesn't really work like that. It's the same thing that happens here. And so um, I guess to, I guess to look at it from, how do I say this? It's, it's essentially the same thing. And I think that's really the biggest problem. And I just think it's the mindset that people have. They don't really F with each other. It's, it's, it's like the same thing here. It's either you don't F with your people because you want to, you feel like you're better than them, or you feel Uh like you're not trying to associate yourself with the struggle, or you're trying to, or you're trying to actually build a community around people. And I think it's either, or just like the same thing here in America. Yeah, and it's not even just America. Let's let's dive into just the state we're from in Jersey and why 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 hasn't like the Jersey music, entertainment, or even sports scene blown up the way it is when we have so many people that are big names but you wouldn't even know they're from yeah. Jersey because they don't they don't rep it like they should. Like you would see somebody from like LA or 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 like Miami or something, um, rep their city or, or, or state in general. Like why why do you think that is? Because when you when you go down the history of like people that are from Jersey, let's just let's just Take the music entertainment for for example. You got like Queen Latifah. You got like the Foods. You got Lauryn Hill. You got Joe Buttons. You got people in, in media like um, like Jinx. You have even on on the other side of music, you got like Bon Jovi and people like that who are from the state. And, and but it seems like Jersey doesn't have any type of identity. Why do you guys think that is? Yeah, every avenue. Um, I personally think it's because we're too busy trying to get acceptance from New York. Um, because it's a metropolitan area. Everybody lives in New York. Everybody goes to New York. It's the media center of the world. Um, and I think that because of that, we're so busy trying to get the connections up in New York. We're not trying to focus on creating things for Jersey in itself. And it's like, even in Jersey, there's just this big separation of how we- yes, there like, is. Like <laughs> how North Jersey is versus how South Jersey is. And it's yeah. like, it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, to me, it's like, I look at it as like, Mirafontaine should be popping all over Jersey, Facts. not just looking, up until Willenboro. I was looking, I was looking at his, I was looking at his, uh, just before this podcast, I knew he was going to talk about this. I was just looking at his monthly listeners to Spotify. He has over 300K listeners, like, monthly, which is a lot for artists, for independent artists, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. why isn't he bigger? And why doesn't, not even why is it bigger, why isn't the state of New Jersey behind him? Like, I feel like they yeah. push him. Even like Tove said, I feel like it's, it's North Jersey, it's like they trying to get that connection with New York and people down here want to have the connection with Philly. You know what I'm saying? It's like nobody ever really puts any of their towns really on like that. You know what I mean? At all. At all. And like, and even, and, and even like, go ahead, my fault. Like you said, and not, not just uh, across music, but across entertainment and sports, all that, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Cause, cause like, like, like you said, like even when people, so we go, we go on vacation somewhere, you go to Ohio, uh, Shan to, to, to mm-hmm. Ohio state football game, Toby, you go into, you go into like the West coast or something like that. And, and people ask you where you're from and, and you say, Oh, I'm from South Jersey. Oh, I'm 15, 20 minutes from Philly. Yeah. Literally that connotation. Or if you're from yeah. North Jersey, they probably, I don't know if they do North Jersey, but they probably say the same thing. Like I'm right. I'm right across the bridge. Or I'm right across yeah. the train ride from New York or whatever it may be. So it's like, 
why 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 can't we just have that solidified identity? And and I'm a, I'm gonna bring this to you, saying when we talking about sports, we we said yeah. Jersey's a hot you ref, so it's like you know Jersey yeah. for sports when it comes to yes, football. It is. Several, like, why is that? Why do you think that kids from I was, we'll talk about South Jersey? Why do you think kids from South Jersey get overshadowed so much? They get North Jersey. They get overshadowed because of the powers that are up north in in North Jersey. To be honest, a lot bigger schools, a lot more money, a lot more things to really push these kids out more. You see it now more with like Twitter and social media. These kids have way bigger followings than we ever had just a mere, you know, eight years ago. You know, when I graduated high school, it's a totally different landscape. And I think a part of that, as far as sports goes, has a lot to do with the way that the state, the way that the the championship systems are structured in the state. You know, mm-hmm. there's 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 not really a true state champion in most sports, sort of say. So when it comes to, like I said, there's much more money up north to have much more publicity for games. So, you know, especially down here, the, these kids don't really get pushed as much as those kids from up north. And they don't, they don't even get the opportunities to really play these teams. And, and, and it's funny because when those teams from up here come down here to play, they get trashed. You know what I mean? They get trashed. I want, I want to bring this up to you, too, because I know I think it was – I forget who put it in our group chat. Was it, I think it was, like, Dexter or somebody. They put, like, the top – was it the top football teams in the history of uh, – Jersey, Jersey for the last like, like 20 last, years. Last 20 years, and it was all North Jersey schools. Yeah, it was. That's why I say it, it, we get no love down here. Which is which is crazy to me because he's like when you when you look at it, how it, how is like schools like Timber Creek for our people that are from Jersey? Um yeah. how like how schools like that that don't get any any pub in the last decade when they was running South Jersey like it was yeah. they You feel me? Yeah. And then, and then now, if you look into like the league, I, I'm pretty sure there's more kids from South Jersey than North Jersey in. It's literally with Jersey players from South Jersey. I can name five right now. You know what I'm saying? You got Jonathan Taylor, Corey Clement, Austin Johnson. I mean, Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? The list goes on and on and on. You know. So let's 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 let me let me ask you guys both this: What do you think it'll take for for Jersey as a whole to really gain an identity? Like, what do you think it'll take? Let me jump with you, Toe, first, since since me and Sam are talking about it a little bit. What do you think it'll take for for New Jersey to get an identity and and really explode on the on the music, entertainment, and, and sports scenes. We just got to stop giving a shit about New York and stop giving a shit about D.C. and stop giving a shit about everybody else. It's like, yeah, New, like regardless of how we're going to look at it, New York is always going to be New York. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's king. New York is king, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but it's like we have to also appreciate the fact that we have our own things here. Like, we have, we have Jersey Club. We have – we have a lot of different things that we should be proud of. It's like when you go to Chicago, everybody talk about drill. Everybody talk about um, going on like these, um, how do I say it? Like these dance, these uppity hop dance beats. And it's like, why can't, why can't we have, for example, like Amir Fontaine rap on a Jersey club music or Jersey club song. You get what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. same way that like people in DC use like a, a go-go remix of certain things. Like we have all these DJs, who get all these who get all love all over the country. We have all these people who are from Jersey, but they just choose to go where the money is at instead of cultivating a culture in Jersey that'll actually benefit all of us. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the major problem. And not just North Jersey because it's close to New York. Like for me, it doesn't make sense that like people like Frankie Hill, like um Cam Della, even Aunt Clemens who got nominated for a Grammy, who's from Willemboro. And nobody like, don't make and nobody, nobody knows from Jersey. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, nobody really backing them like they should be. You feel me? Like, the moment – like, like you're talking about Chicago. Like, the moment Chief Keith and them popped out, they had all of Chicago behind them. You feel me? Like, they from they – from wherever they from, da-da-da, whatever it may be. You use people like – you use people from, like, Nipsey Hussle or whatever it may be. 
there his whole neighborhoods behind him. You feel me? But you mm-hmm. got you said the people just named Frankie Hill, uh, Cam Dellas, uh, and Clemens. Um, even on the on the fashion side, like Charles J, whatever it may be, you got people really out here putting in work and really, really talented. But the jersey not behind them like they should be. Why do you think exactly. the reason for that is, Mills? Ego, bro. I feel yeah. like people. I feel like, I feel like. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's anybody's duty. It's not anybody's duty to put people on. But I feel as though like mm-hmm. people make it make it out to a certain to a certain way of like getting out of the state. They never reach grabbing. Reach back and grab people. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, but someone I will say, like, like I talk about Charlie Heat all the time. He's someone that is doing that. He, Gram, Grammy nominated. He's always coming back in and looking for the next up and coming artist, wherever it may be, that's coming out of the city to try to try to help him. He'll give him a beat, yeah. give, give him a song to come on, just to try to put their name out there, whatever it may be. So if you see more like that, and I feel like I feel like our demographic, just the way, just the way the creative scene and, and the feel is, I feel like we all kind of feel like we're stuff's really coming from this area, like the South Jersey area, like it's, it's one of them times you feel like, Oh, like this, this, this scene's about to be some serious in the next five years, whatever it may be. Cause people are really on a, on a grind. And there's a lot of people really collaborating with each other. Um, from what I've seen and just the people that I talk to, I feel like it, it's, it's happening. It's, it's slowly happening, but I feel like the people that are consumers really got to rep them. Like everybody else reps their reps, the people that come out of their town, you know what I'm saying? Or their city in general. Yeah. And I think another thing that hurts us as well is that we really don't have like a solidified like city in our area. We don't. I so was gonna like say that we don't. All the, all the different, there's so many different pockets in the way, in the way the geogra- the geographies um set up in in South in Jersey in general. You got the counties and you got the towns, so it's like it's not one big city. As if you were to go to like Florida, you got Miami, you got Fort Lauderdale, whatever Broward County, whatever it may be, but. You know what I'm Especially saying? down here, it's all small towns. Yeah. It's all small towns, you know? And do you guys think that South Jersey doesn't get any respect at all in general? Because, Toby, you went to school at Bay Rutgers. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about that? Niggas don't give us no fucking respect. So. At all. At all, bro. Because they look at us like, like we're, we're, we're right next to New York, obviously, which is the Mecca, obviously. We're Philly. We're like the little brother town right in between Philly and D.C. You know what I mean? I think that has a lot, a lot to play in why South Jersey doesn't be getting no respect. No, that's, that's definitely 100% true. Like, they just kind of look at us as if we're like an afterthought, hella right. farmland, hella right. racist yeah. down here. And it's just like, you got to understand, it's like we also have crazy creatives. We have great football players down here. You get what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't deny the fact that we don't have great football players, that we don't have good basketball players. You know what I mean? And I think that like looking at it like that is what makes me upset about how we look at, how we look at Jersey as a whole. Cause it's like, instead of us hating and saying, Oh yeah, y'all, y'all don't got nothing or y'all don't got this. And it's just like, why don't y'all appreciate the shit that we do have? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it's like, like I said, when Frankie Hill blows up, right, um, everybody's going to be like, oh, my gosh, you know, I love Frankie, this, that, and the third. And it's like, there's no reason why he shouldn't be getting the stain that he, he – there's no reason why he shouldn't be getting more stain than he has. It's like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, he went and performed at Rutgers. You know what I'm saying? This is before, like, he even blew up and became the person he was. And it's like, there's no reason why, like, where he is right now, like, he's in a good place, but, like, he should be bigger. Just like mm-hmm. Rio Fontaine should be bigger. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's just like, people just got to throw away their egos, son. It's like, I think that's like, a big part. Yeah, they do. That's a big part of the egos, bro. Because Jersey is a hotbed. It's a real hotbed. Yeah, they, I feel like people aren't, if people don't feel like they're a part of it, they don't want to give you that nod. Or they want they don't mm-hmm. want somebody to be bigger than them or make it out before them, whatever it may be. And it's yep. like, 
bro, exactly what it is. You don't realize if if one person, a couple people make it make it to a certain level, bro. That that's more to, more opportunity for you get for you to get there if you supporting them. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Not even exactly. trying to look at like some opportunist type shit, but it's like, bro, don't you think if if you support somebody from the ground up, bro, and on some genuine shit, not just oh I'm supporting you, whatever it may be. If you support something from somebody from the ground up, they're gonna be more prone to help you out if they make it to that next level. Even if you yep. have no idea if they're gonna make it or not. You know what I'm saying? And, and that goes just go back to the goes back to the fact, bro. You gotta treat everybody with with a certain level of respect, bro. And like, if you know somebody's popping, bro, why not why not give them their flowers while they're here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why yeah. why wait to the, why wait till they on like some on like BET or something like that or, or at the Grammys remember them to say, oh, like like Toby saying, oh, he's from Jersey. I knew he was there, but you wasn't supporting him when he was there. When he right. was at local artists, when he was at Rutgers performing, whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. like us, we 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 give stain. Obviously, the platform we on, we always show love. But it's like I would like to see more of that from from our area as a whole. Yeah, like I think the it was was it the MTV Awards? The MTV Awards were in Newark. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's weird because it's like it doesn't make sense that the award shows were in Newark. Obviously, with everything that was going on in Newark at the time, I understand that. But it was like there was no like yo like we're going to have a, a, a session or a, a jam session in Trenton, or we're going to have a function in Elizabeth, or we're going to go to New Brunswick and, and party and bring down Cardi B, bring down the Migos or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. nobody creates that hype party culture that we make music about. Like, it don't yeah. make sense. It's like we have a very, very wide sonic range of, like, we got Jersey club music, and we got people that be doing that rapidy rap, that rapidy rap music. And it doesn't make sense that we have such a diverse culture. We have people like Joe Budden. We have people like, like you said, Jinx, all of them. And they just don't be showing us no love at all. Yeah. It's weird, son. And it's funny because the whole, the whole country know Jersey Club. Yeah. everybody. You know knows. what I mean? Everybody know Jersey Club. Chance the Rapper put it on this trash-ass album. And it's just like, it's like we still don't get the respect that we're that we supposed to get. You know what I mean? No, nah, that's, 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 that's facts. I mean... Like I said, how long do you think it'll be before I say I say five to ten just with the, with the people that with not saying like everybody gonna really be like on like that, but I feel like this this way of people coming up, there's gonna be a lot of people from this this generation of creatives that's gonna be on quote unquote what we think is on. You know what I'm saying? Like making a living off what they're doing and have a solid fan base just at the rate that they're going and the rate that they're creating. Um, before we get into the face the future song, they give me some of y'all favorite favorite creatives, artists in general from the area that y'all that y'all that y'all like. Or not even ours, athletes, whatever it may be. Charles J. Yeah. He's tough. Yeah. I mean, I'll I mean, I, I be on his site, like, all the time just looking at stuff. He has he has great stuff. And like you said, I mean, athletes. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's doing his thing out in the league right now in Indianapolis. He's um been a huge, like, philanthropist in his first year out uh, in, um, in Salem, as well as where he went to college in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and as well as uh, Indiana. So he's doing his thing, too. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. How about you, Tob? Um, I like Ugly Steven. Ugly Steven, he he um he real, real nice with, with, with the poetry. He's real nice. Obviously, like I love Frankie Hill. Um Cam Della's dope. Obviously, Aunt Clemens. Um Charlie Heat. He Charlie Heat. Yeah, Charlie love Charlie Heat. Heat. Yeah, we know the vibes over there. You know, we got a little we got the young bulls coming up as well that you know that we that we all connected to. So it's just like it's just a lot. Like we got a lot of great creatives. Um, there's a boy. Um, he's he's popping now. His name is Tyo Kuku. He's from Jersey too. He's from. And he just got um Tyo um Tyo Kuku. Mm-hmm. He's um he's Nigerian. He's from he's from up north um North Jersey. He um 
he just got on BET on um he just got on BET got featured on BET for being um I forgot what the um thing is called but yeah he's doing his thing out there um there's a lot of different creative son like there's this girl I know from Rutgers her name is Medina she's doing her thing with the photography right. you know like there's a lot of different people um yeah bro yeah. I agree with you like 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 we just speaking on South Jersey like that whole like Southside camp like mirror. Like um, what's in Ish Williams, uh, Mir Fontaine. You said Frankie Hill. Frankie Hill's probably like my my one of my top favorite artists from. Yeah, he's really he's good. Say, he's like yeah. Dope. You you the one Toby's the one to introduce me um to him when you opening up for um Armani White and I was like yeah. dude this dude's fire you know what I'm saying so like their whole camp but you said Ugly Steven. I went to uh one of his live uh like I guess it was a poetry slam um in Philly and that that joint was fire bro he's just gifted and talented he put out some new yeah. recently and it was just like it blew my mind. Great um, vibe. Yeah, we got some, I love this, some of like the women. Um, Sunny, she's fire, bro. I tell people all the Sunny's time. Sunny's fire, yeah. She's fire, and I'm, I'm, I to this day I still don't know how she's like not like a, a star yet. Like she gives me like those Erica Badu vibes, and like mm-hmm. it's just like it's different, bro. And and Charles J, that's my guy. Like I said, like I was just in his, his shop the other day, just seeing him from when we first interviewed him, saying what was a year ago, and now he has his yeah. own shop in the outlets. Is ridiculous, right. crazy, bro. This is a testament to like the work that people are really putting in, bro. Yeah, he bossed up for real. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And it's like yeah. it's people doing like that. So why not support that, bro? And he's from the, literally from the ground up too. Exactly. You, know what I mean? you gotta respect. You gotta respect the way he got to exactly. Now. Yeah, and I'm and by not any means am I not saying that like they don't have a support system, they don't have a following, or like that, but I feel like the whole state as a whole should be behind people like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No doubt. I feel like it, it 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 should be it should be a no brainer, bro. Because like I said, especially with like when they're genuine people, you feel me? And then and then from like not even from South Jersey, the, a camp that I'm really like I'm really really like really, I, I I like them, but I really really starting to like them is the ten twelve camp with like uh, Nate Taylor, um Ford, and they just dropped a uh his interest in new artist Seven Late Nights, bro. And they're what they're doing is ridiculous. They're on some like weekend type type vibe. I heard of them, yeah. Their week, their, their music is ridiculous. So it's like, I'm excited to see where they go and how and how and how much their their camp grows as well. So it's like there's there's so many so many creatives out there that are that are just doing their thing, and it's I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. But let's just jump into the faces of the future song of the day. Um, it comes from an artist named Seven Late Nights out of the, out of the Ten Twelve Collective. It's off of his um, self-titled project Seven Late Nights, and the song's called Her Favorite Song. It's the first one off of his off of his project. Um, and check them out and Faces of the Future Song of the Day is presented by MBT Faces of the Future you can check us out on Instagram at MBT underscore the 1% and check us out on Twitter at MBT the Future and check out the website at MBTFacesOfTheFuture.com our updates check out our blog um, our editor our intern Amari Amari Green another South Jersey boy um, wrote a nice little review on on Southern Nights Project so go check it out it's, it's, it's doing crazy numbers and views so check that out once again this is Seven Late Nights her favorite song Hey bro Shawty bad Be better off alone, I think it better off of me. I was right there by my side inside the earth like J and B. I thought we never could have lost if it was always on my team. I ain't surprised you blocked my number, all you knew was seven me. I remember all the times that you were feeding to my lives. Studio sessions became night like dances on the side. Can't believe you when you said we done forever, I could die. Cause when you were on the you come banging on my line. Don't wish me well, you know my status. Put in more work than your baby. Granny died to turn me savage, and that trap my wrist was active. 
And every time you fucking know I struck you with a passion Hit the bitches and stick catfish We don't spill like nothing happened I just hope that you gon' ride like you stuck with me And I'll be raising legs, be shaking when you fucking me And every dude inside your DM just don't wanna be And I'm just different, that's the reasons why you stuck with me I just wish you get at it, baby, I like your phone You got me thinking you at home, you ain't alone, you doing wrong, yeah You gon' feel it, it's gon' be your favorite song, yeah you gon' feel it, this gon' be your favorite song This gon' be your favorite song, yeah You gon' feel it, this gon' be your favorite song This gon' be your favorite song, yeah You gon' feel it, this gon' be your favorite song And we just young and learning Everything wasn't on purpose You see how I make you nervous My life be looking perfect All the times you would come over They was looking through the curtains Every time when you got naked Body shame yourself, I told you You was beautiful Nobody screwing how I'm screwing you No second thoughts with me by losing you No relationship take two of you I'm not around I'm not around I'm not around Just keep your focus Girl, fuck it And everything you do, you know I notice it Yo, you know you fucking with a soldier Understanding everything I told you You got me, baby, unlock your phone Got me thinking you at home You ain't alone, you doing wrong, yeah You gon' feel it, it's gon' be your favorite song, yeah You gon' feel it, it's gon' be your favorite song It's gon' be your favorite song, yeah You gon' feel it, it's gon' be your favorite song It's gon' be your favorite song, yeah You gon' feel it, it's gon' be your favorite song That was the face of future song of the day. And once again, that was Seven Late Nights off of his newest project, um, his self-titled project, Seven Late Nights, the deluxe. You can stream it on all platforms instead of the 1012 camp. So the next topic I want to get into that we took notes on. Let me see what we said. Oh, so this is Shannon gonna thrive in this topic. This is like one of his favorite genre you know, sports and all that stuff. So we're gonna dive into to players, not so much. I feel like the way the NBA is now, people aren't really chasing <laughs> as much as it is, bro. People's more yeah. about bagging and comfortability. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's becoming more of a trend as opposed to about five years, five, six years ago, um, when people were just team hopping, trying to check. Mm-hmm. You've seen recently, you've seen um, James Harden turn down one of the biggest contracts in NBA history. He would have been the turned first down a hundred million dollar extension. Yeah, he, he would have been, <laughs> been the first player to ever um, get 50 mil a year. Um, and then you see Giannis, he had an opportunity to go to Golden State or Miami to, to, to a power team and go chase a ring. But he said, he said, after that, I'm going, I'm, I'm staying here for 20, 228 mil and signing. So or anywhere he wanted to go, he could have went. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Paul George too. Yeah. And then, and then He's even cashed he, out. He wanted, as much as we gave KD some, a hard time, um, he decided to leave Golden State to go to Brooklyn. Like he could have mm-hmm. stayed at Golden State and won however many more rings he wanted to. Um, granted, like the salary cap, they would have something to do with. He might have to take a pay cut, whatever it may be. But he's like, 
bro, I'm gonna be happy in New York. I wanna go to New York. Me and Kyrie gonna do our thing and, and do what we gotta do. You know what I'm saying? So, right. what are your thoughts on that? Do you think people are still are still worried about chasing chips, or do you think people's like, nah, I just want that bag now. I don't care about none of that else. I want. I just wanna be happy in my situation. I mean, I think when you're throwing numbers at those guys, like the the opportunity to make two hundred plus million dollars, even like for a Steph Curry and a Russell Westbrook who signed a deal over two hundred million dollars, Dame Lillard, you know, when you throw these out, you throw these exorbitant amounts of money at these guys, that's generational wealth that you're talking about there. So I don't blame them for taking it at all. They put a lot of trust in these organizations to put the necessary pieces around them to win a championship, but when you give a player so much money, it makes it a little bit harder for them to build a team around you because you have so much money tied up versus if you go to another team, I say another, another super team and take maybe a little bit less of a max deal, they might be able to get a little bit more pizzas to help y'all win a championship. So I understand that I don't blame them, but I kind of wish players would kind of try and win more than chase the bag. But I understand why. What you think, Toad? I mean, I think it's, I think it's, I mean, the league went back to like a two a two person system or like a two superstar system. So it's like obviously they're going to throw the money to the superstars. Um, it's just the the problem ends up being is like you said, Shane is like they chasing the bag, but these people are signing like three four year deals mm-hmm. um, when they trust the org because they believe in themselves. The problem is like when you have players like Kyrie who can't want a chip by themselves, believe in themselves too much. You have people like James Harden who believe in themselves too much who think they can win a chip by trying to hop teams or whatever, but it's like when you get paid that bag, it's like, yeah, like I'm doing this because I could win a chip, but like you really, you have to understand like who you are. In my personal opinion, I don't, obviously, yeah, you can get that money, but like I don't think that there's certain, there's only should be a certain set of players that should get that type of bag because mm-hmm. of what they bring to a franchise. I don't think James you know Harden believe in himself too much. I, I don't think James Harden believe in himself too much. I think no, I, I, you say that. I don't think James Harden really care about basketball the way people think he care about basketball, bro. Okay, I, think, I mean, I think he just happy. Well, I, I well you're a Rockets fan, so let's hear why you why why you think that. Oh, the boy shows up, what three three weeks late? Doesn't do train, training camp, none of that stuff. Comes 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 out of shape. You see, he wanted he really, to be traded. He wants. He's trying to get traded. But it doesn't even matter though. I'm saying though, like, bro, look at it this way. I'm saying you think he's trying to force their hand even more by trying to show them that he don't really care, don't have. Bro, not signing that deal was enough, bro. Not signing that deal was enough, bro. If he really wanted, if he really wanted to be in Houston, bro, he would have took that bread and been chilling, bro. Three years, sure. Be out the contract in three years, you're good. You're still young enough where you still can hoop, hoop. After that three years up, take that bread. Three years and you out of there. And I feel like take it upon yourself to want to beat the better teams in the league. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Harden just want to he want to be with his friends and hoop, bro. And he fine being that star even. But I don't think he really cares as much about that, about that, that stimo. You never want to chip none of that stuff, bro. I think he happy making bread, turning up, do what he got to do. Yeah. Living yeah. life, bro. Like, yeah. I, mean, I could be completely wrong, but that's just what I see, bro. You can see a, a, a person that really wants to win a ring. You feel me? You can tell, you can tell the, the players that really want to win. Dame Lillard wants to really win a ring. In Portland. In Portland. You feel me? Yeah. He, he, he's, he's made it clear. He's made it evident. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to get it off the muscle. You feel me? Exactly. Harden, bro. If you're not happy in this situation. I think Toby, Toby brought it up last pod about him being the problem in Houston as opposed to like Russ or 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 um, or um uh, what's his name? Chris Paul being a problem. But I don't know. What do y'all think about that? A lot of players hitting right now to hear. Well, bro, do you think, do you think, do you think he's the, do you think he's the problem? 
Yeah. Do I think he's a problem? Yeah. Yes. How so, too? Yeah, action. Yeah, he. Um, and I think that, yes. especially with this team, I think that he should at least. Sorry, Tobe. I think he should at least try and win a chip. They got they got a nice little squad now. John Wall, Bully Cousins. At least at least give it a shot. Yeah, nah. I agree, I agree with you. Know Shane, what I'm saying, but like, it's very. Oh. Shane freezing a little bit. I don't know if it's connection, but um, what was You're you saying? Not. I was going to say the same thing that Shan said. Like the problem, the problem is James Harden. Like to me, it don't make sense that you're a shoot. Like James Harden is a shooting guard, right? And it don't make sense to me that you're you're a shooting guard and you need a facilitator like Chris Paul. Granted, he got hurt, but it's like the whole offense was predicated on you and everybody else just standing still. And the type of player Chris Paul is, you can't. You're not going to win if you have a player like Chris Paul who can get you twenty, twenty five if need be. But he just not really doing what he does. He's a floor general who can get you buckets and can facilitate. And mm-hmm. the thing is with the Golden State Warriors, Golden State Warriors, in my opinion, like they could have beat them and they should have beat them. In my opinion, they should have beat them four two. That's just that's just my opinion. But it's just like because of how the offense was predicated to specifically James Harden, it was always going to be a problem because James Harden folds when when the time comes, when he had the chance to win Game Seven when they were playing the Warriors, he folded. When he had the chance, even before, like the year before, nah, it was, I think it was the year before Bron came. Yeah, the year before Bron came, he folded. And it's just like, he just not clutched that way. And that's why I think he want to go to a place where he got like a Kyrie or a KD because it's like, when he's not clutch, the blame is not going to be on him. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody sees yeah. that. Nah, nah, bro. Because that one y'all year. Lost, y'all lost me for a second. I'm back in, right? Yeah, yeah. Turn, turn, yeah. Your, camera, turn your camera the way. Turn your camera the way. But, um, there you go. Um, but nah, to what you said, Toby, the one year that they were supposed to beat Golden State, the one year that they were supposed to beat Golden State, that's on Chris Paul. You're supposed to play game six. Yeah, Chris Paul got hurt. You get to the chip, bro. <laughs> You're supposed to play yeah. game six and get to the chip, bro. And yeah. But hurt the first couple games of the championship, right, that's, that's that's different. But you're supposed to play that closeout game. I don't care if, you, if your foot, your hamstring, whatever it may be is. If you was able to play a little bit, you should have played, bro. That but game I seven game was all time bad performance from I mean James Harden. It was, but it should it should have never got to game six. I mean it should have never got to game seven. Their best I, chance to win a chip that year was their best chance. Yeah. And they and they they didn't do what they had to do. And I was highly, highly, highly upset because I was talking my shit the whole time too. I was talking my I shit think, the whole time. But I think the problem as to why it didn't happen was because Chris Paul was already tired of James Harden. Because think about it. They lost not even up to like two, three weeks later. Like they was already talking about like, okay, we know what the problem is. We know what we need to do. And Chris Paul's gone. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, I think the problem was that Chris Paul was being Chris Paul. Obviously he a leader, you know, he was obviously showing his leadership traits, but the problem is even with the report that came out about James Harden, it was like, it was whatever James Harden wanted to do. So it's like, even though Chris Paul could have brought them to that championship, I think Chris Paul at that point, when he got hurt, he was like, yo, it's not me worth, playing another X amount of games with this nigga and then we win a chip and I gotta stay here and we all gotta do the same thing around James Harden again. Because nobody think, like, you, nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. Do you think that James Harden that's only organization for giving him that much power? It, it is. Yeah. I, I read I read I saw an article not an article but a, a quote that came out from a former employee, I think it was like on the Hoop Central page on Twitter. They said all's all's the Houston Rockets is like a high profile AAU team, bro. The, the plane doesn't come, <laughs> the plane doesn't leave on time. People don't do do their job on time. People just show up and hoop, bro. That's literally right. that's literally what the person said. And it's right. like 
So if someone from the inside that used to be there is saying that, how do you – James Harden probably does whatever he wants to do. Yeah. You feel me? He has, he has the ultimate power in that organization because he's their star. Yeah, and that's what happens when you, know you I mean? play too much power. You feel me? Like I said, if, yeah. you, if you get give too much power to somebody that really don't care about wanting to chip the way you think he does or thought he did, then that's your fault as an organization. It's yeah, because he's been in Houston going on 10 years. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? He performs at a high level. It's just mm-hmm. he don't perform to that superstar caliber when, when them clutch moments come up, as like Toby referred to earlier. So, I mean – I, don't know. I have two questions. Go ahead. Where do you think he should get traded to, if any team? You think he should stay? You think he should get traded, or where should he get traded to? Where do why, Where do I think he's gonna trade? Or, or or where do you think the organization is gonna get traded? He organization is gonna trade him. To. Where Where do you think he should get traded to? What team suits him best? You think? I think he would fit well with Joel Embiid in Philly. I think he would. If they trade the right pieces and and just put and just put, have they have their shooters around him like the Curry, Danny mm-hmm. Green, let him play iso ball, um, pick and roll Embiid the whole game, bro. I think he would thrive with Doc Rivers because Doc Rivers is not going to play that BS, in my opinion. He's not going to be one of them. No, he's not. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So, I feel like – and then James Harden going to – you know he's going to – it's good <laughs> He's going to have to perform in Philly because Philly going to run him out of town if he doesn't perform based on yeah, their fans. So, it's like it's, he's going to have a fan base that holds him accountable. And it's not going to – because Philly is one of the most loyal fans bases in all the sports. If, if, if you're not performing, then you're going to hear it. And you're not going to play there ever again or be part of the city. So, he's going to have to hoop. I the only thing that the only thing that scares me about that is his past playoff experience. I said in the chat last night, I don't know if him and Joe were enough to get over the hump. It all depends on what they would give up in that package. In the East, exactly. In the it all depends East, on what they would give up in that package. They can't give up. Yeah, but they can't give up East, everybody to, to get him. They oh, can't give the up East, though, Ben and like their their key contributors as well. The only, Miles, team, you know the only, only team that I see them having a problem with in the East is the boys in, in Brooklyn, bro. Milwaukee's wow. Milwaukee's still a nice squad. They still got Giannis. They nice, but they, bro, they match up well with the Sixers. What has Milwaukee done in the playoffs, though? That's, I'm talking. What have the Sixers done? What has James Harden done? But James Harden's been to the Western Conference Finals multiple times. It's arguably the and better division, right or wrong. And he he's folded. Been, he's been once. But but right? I'm saying he's made, he's been twice. I'm pretty sure. Didn't he lose to Golden State two years? Yeah, but I think the first round was the second round. I think the first time was the second round. Was it the second round? The, I mean, I mean, stay corrected. Yeah. I thought, they, I thought he lost back-to-back yeah. back years in the in no, the no, no, no. to them. I don't think it would be a wash. I would like to see it. Don't get me wrong. I would like to see it, but I don't think it would be a wash. I'm not saying it's going to be a wash. I said it's the only team I yeah. really worried because, like I said, Giannis and them, they ain't really – they didn't really do nothing. I mean, I forgot about Miami, too. Miami's a solid program. Yeah, yeah Miami's still in there. Miami, I forgot about Miami. Miami and Brooklyn. You know, and the Raptors. see what happens with Brooklyn if Kyrie can stay healthy. That's, yeah. That's the big but, question. But my thing is, I feel as though the team that they're, that they're building in Philly right now is a team that's going to be built for the playoffs, bro. They may not have the best record yeah. in, the, in the regular season, whatever it may be, but the, the, the accusations they just got, like with Seth Curry, Danny Green, as much as people gave Danny Green a hard time, bro, he's a winner. Um, yeah, he'll be good for them. He'll, he'll do what they need him to do. Yeah, bro. And, and like, they, got, they, got some, they got some young guys that can hoop. So it's mm-hmm. like they have pieces, especially in the I East. Think... And they got they got a coach that's been there. Know what it takes to get there. So yeah, that's that was the biggest problem, in my opinion. I think like because what I realized, I mean, once the playoffs come, everything is half court offense, and that's I think 
that's part of the reason why at least the Sixers had their problems. Because like when you play when you play with the vision like Ben Simmons has or someone like LeBron has, what, like what different dif- differentiates LeBron from everybody else is that he could play full court or half court. Ben mm-hmm. Simmons can only play full court offense because he can't shoot. Ben, ben sucks yeah. in the half court. Ben sucks in in, in the half court. In the half yeah, court. I agree. Because all he has to do is drive. You feel me? So it's like yeah, if he, he has to shoot the ball. He has to shoot the ball. And that's no, not I don't want to get rid of him. The only reason I want want to get rid of him because of his youth. But if Sixers want to win a championship, that's what they want to win a chip. They need to go get James Harden. He's that's hurting them too to... much come playoff time, not shooting the ball. He hurts them too much. Because my thing is, my thing is so. When say Joel, so say Joel's in foul trouble or something like that, Ben Simmons is not taking over a game and giving. No, he's not. 30. He doesn't have that. Because in the playoffs, you got to give me twenty five to thirty every night. Every game, yeah. You feel me? Especially yeah. being a superstar, Joel. You mm-hmm. know you're gonna get it from him as long as he's um, not in foul trouble, not like that. He's gonna give you twenty five, thirty, and ten. And he'll be your anchor defensively. Exactly. So you know he's gonna do it. So you need that another. You need another score that you know when Joel's not in the game, they're gonna kick up and give you that other twenty five to thirty, bro. And Ben's not giving you that. Nice, man. I think if, if it's Ben for James straight up, I'm all in. It, it, it really it's not going to be Ben for James straight up. Um, it's going to be Ben for James and some picks. It, I, some I'm fine with the with. picks. They can have the picks. I just they're going to they they oh. try, try to take one of y'all young guys, too. No. They probably will. They probably will. They're going to have to. They probably they, will. They and and that, that, um, that James Harden, Dale Morey connection matters. That's going to play a big part in all of this. Nah, I but I hope you don't want Philly Suns. My, my question. Where do you think he's gonna go, Shan? Before we go to before you ask me next, where question. do I think he's gonna go? I don't know. I think they might wait to the deadline, closer to the deadline. I'm saying if he, he, I'm saying if he gets traded, where do you? If think he gets traded, go? the best place to is probably is probably Philly or Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I wouldn't want to see him. Brooklyn I, is not see him I, I personally don't want to see him. In Brooklyn. If they mark my words on this podcast, they would have to give up Kyrie. They would have to give up Kyrie. Wait. If hypothetically, if Kyrie, James Harden, and KD are on the same team, they are not winning the chip. And I'll not put my future chip. salary on that. I'll put my salary on it. They're not winning the chip. No way they're winning the chip. You think the way Kyrie <laughs> thinks? You think the way Kyrie thinks they're gonna win a chip with the way with the way he thinks like that? Kyrie would get traded. How bro. James, you have to be in that trade package. Kyrie is going in two weeks. I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you this. Nobody, did y'all see KD and Kyrie on IG Live, bro? No, bro. I didn't. Bro. I saw part of it, and yo, I just saw Kyrie man, talking. This, I just logged out. So. Man, Kyrie said, he asked KD, yo, how many post-ups should I get a game? KD said, post-ups? What you mean, post-ups? He said, you don't think I, get, I should get four to seven post-ups a game? KD looked at he said, maybe maybe two, if that. And they would just go back. That's what I had me holler, bro. KD said, what you mean, what you mean post-ups? What type of time you want? Kyrie's a, Kyrie's a different bull, bro. He's a different bull. Let me ask y'all. This is what I wanted to ask y'all. So we talking about these these guys taking these these deals instead of uh, wanting to win a championship, somebody throws two hundred twenty five million dollars in your face over one forty. Which one are you taking? I'm taking one forty, bro. Somebody throws two hundred twenty six million dollars in your face over the one forty. Which one are you taking? But what's how, how's the deal looking to one forty? Is one one forty going into contender? Go go to a contender or stay? Oh, with you, your so you didn't, didn't say the contender part. You didn't say the contender part. You just said one twenty. Oh, okay. go go to free agency. Go to to, to a contender or stay in your hometown and make sixty million dollars more. Am I playing with the Cavs? Am I like on the Cavs or like the Bucks? If you play on the Bucks, if you're honest, if you're honest, 
Oh, I'm staying in Milwaukee. What you mean? For the, for the yeah, 226. Nah. I'm staying in 220? Okay. For the six? What, 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 they probably got a, he probably got an option like if four or five? After five. After five, yeah. I'm staying in Milwaukee. Let me you going to take the bread. What, what's CBM say? Greek freak. I go hard for the bucks. I'm, that's nah, facts. I'm, that's that's I'm 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 a that's a lot of money to turn down, bro. Especially and then if I'm gonna be honest, especially knowing where he came from, yeah, bro, I'm taking that. I'm taking that bread. Yeah. I'm taking that. No bread. doubt. Paul George took that bread too. Useless ass nigga. Yeah, I'm surprised he got that deal. I was shocked. Yeah, is he a bumby on now? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He got Straight one year like to it. redeem himself, bro. No, he don't have it. He got year, one bro. year to redeem himself, bro. This is his last chance to redeem himself. This is his last chance to redeem himself, bro. He got two weeks, bro. Every single time hey. he's been to playoffs, he's folded big time, son. I don't want to hear he, nothing from Paul George no more, yo. He going to be mad at the end of the year when Kawhi opt out and signed with the Lakers. Nah. Oh, he's going. He better not. He better not do he that. He going to be mad when Kawhi opt out and signed with the Lakers, bro. Watch. Bro, he not going to the Lakers, bro. Watch. He going I to wouldn't. The, I mean, I'm, he's already he's not going to the Lakers. He's not going to the Lakers. I think he will. And it's, it's surprising that he didn't go there. He was only going to go to the Clippers if they got Paul George. The Lakers, you know? bro? So you think it's going to be Bond, AD, and Kawhi? Why not? Smoking dick. Why not? Nah, I mean, it could be possible. It, I just it think is it's possible. It's not impossible. It's, not impossible. it's no, very the problem, much possible. What, 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 why, why, why would Kawhi go to, L, to the Lakers, bro? I'm just saying. I'm saying why though. What would be? I don't know. He has no reason to. He wanted, he he wanted, he wanted to get to Cali. He does. He already. There's no difference than being in. From be, I'm saying besides the, the legacy of the, the franchise, you still in LA. You still have the same lifestyle. You still in a, a contender. Like if if he problem, wants to stay in LA, but he was the, but he doesn't want to play for the Clippers anymore. We'll go yeah, to the, the problem. I mean, think about you know it. Like I mean, this. if they're not winning, think about it like this: like Kawhi, like Kawhi don't. Kawhi not a Chris Paul or he not a LeBron where he actually leads a team. Kawhi is the type of dude that does his job and goes home. But he mm-hmm. still wants the treatment of, like, a special player. And it's like, you want all that, but you're not really giving people incentives to be like, you know what, I F with it. That's low-key why Montrezl Harrell left. Like, that's why all that happened. So it's yeah. like, when you have somebody that's, like Kawhi, that's like... Why, that's why Montrezl left because of Kawhi? For a there was a lot of turmoil in that team. I mean, they're they're saying like fact. Kawhi has certain treatment where he was able to live in San Diego. He was showing up late. He was uh showing up late to the team playing. Nobody was holding him accountable. There was they a bunch of issues. Well, well, that 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 his fault or the team's fault though. If your team, no, but I'm just saying, if your teammates I'm, I'm allow not, you to do whatever you want to do, then what you gonna think you are gonna do? Do whatever you wants to this do. This is what I'm saying. We all play sports. If, 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 if somebody, if, some, if you allow somebody to do whatever they want to do, they are gonna do it as long as they can get away with it. Of course. What I'm saying is, is that if it don't work out with the Clippers and Kawhi wants to stay in L.A., he'll go to the Lakers and win a chip. You you don't think LeBron would want Kawhi? If Kawhi was like, yo, I want to play the Lakers. That. I'm not saying LeBron but I just don't – I don't know. I don't know. Because my thing is that LeBron LeBron at the point now where he just, like, he want to play with his son. He just – he on the he on the back end of his career. Keep he it a stack. He could. Rings. He could, yeah. Stack and he chips. Could, like, Kawhi could go. I'm not saying that he won't. I'm just saying, like, if that's the case – I think that it's going to look weird on Kawhi because it's not going to be his team. It's not going to be his team either way because once LeBron nope. backs off, it's going to be AD's team. Yeah. And then it's just like, it's going to be AD's team for the rest of the time that he's there. So it's like, what's Kawhi mm-hmm. going to do? Are you, surprised, are you surprised Kawhi got that treatment? I'm not surprised he gets that treatment. After no, not at, not at all. Not at all. I'm not at all. Not I'm not all. surprised he got that treatment. Bro, when one, got, bro, when one and done like he a college athlete, got a chip and dip, bro. Yeah. 
You feel me? So yeah, we're at. He's like, I can't but be like, out there. Y'all, I brought your ticket sales up. You got when when the Clippers signed Kawhi Leonard, stock went up. You feel me? Yeah, so they're trying to build their own arena, trying to get out of Staples Center. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a huge part of that. Is as they should. You know? You yeah. Them deals. So 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 um. I mean, do you have anything else? Do you have anything else on this topic? Nah. Uh, who, who, real quick, just quick answer. Who do you think is the is the biggest threat to the Lakers in the West? Nobody. I don't think anybody is either. I think they might win the next two. I don't personally. think in the West. I don't think nobody is a threat to them really. Only team I could see maybe them, Denver. Maybe I was about to say Denver. I was about to say Denver's because yeah. they're young. Yeah. Oh, Bo been hooping. Bo and Bo Michael Porter Jr. They're young and they're they a squad. They're young and they they active, bro. They almost like yeah. how how KD and them was back when they first came up. You feel me? Yeah. When they was young they're and just getting it. You feel me? And I feel like they have mm-hmm. a couple. They have they have like they have three potential like superstars on their team. But Michael Porter, if he develops the way he's supposed to, you feel Agreed. me? I think yeah. Michael Porter's mm-hmm. gonna leave. One of them's gonna have to eventually. I feel like Michael Porter's Michael ain't got Porter's enough bread. Jamal Murray is on a max deal. Yo, you know, Jokic Jokic's about to Jokic is up next for the two hundred milli. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, but actually, I'm and don't put nothing past uh that boy Luca neither, cause he might go on. A, yeah. he, he, at any point in time, Luca go on a tear and make a run, bro. He, he need KP tear. though. He need KP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just he saying, Luca, cause Luka, they already saying Luca is Luca the favorite to win the MVP. Yeah, run, he is. Or is he, he mm-hmm. No, he the favorite. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not trying. I'm not. Gonna, I'm, a, I'm not comparing him to Allen Iverson at all, but I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. But, you, but yeah, I get you. The way he was hooping last playoffs, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if you make a run like that where he just carries the team to the. Because he's just head and shoulders better than a lot of players in the NBA. Even some of the oh, yeah. people we we think are like top 15, top 10, he's just like out there cooking people in his child's mm-hmm. play. You can see his child's play for him. So it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, but those are my thoughts. What do you th- What do you guys think before you get off the basketball topic? What do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think um, Dallas is going to finish in the West? You think it'll be top three team, top four team, or you think it'll be bottom half like they were this past year? No, they're going to be top three. I don't like. I got. I got Lakers. I got Lakers, Mavs, Nuggets, Blazers, and then Suns and some other team. What about you? Um, I'll give them. I'll give them top five. They'll be a top five seed. I give them. I give them like four. I give them like four. Yeah, I give them a top five seed. I think. I think. I think Lakers is obviously top dog. Um, I think Denver gonna be the second seed this year probably. Yeah, um, I agree with that one too. Clippers probably like three. Um, Don't forget about you. Still got Utah in there. You know they got yeah, a squad yeah, still. Donovan Mitchell. But I think, but I think it's gonna be, then it's gonna be Dallas. Then maybe like Utah, because Utah's always a sleeper. They're gonna be like five or six. Golden State, I feel like gonna be a lower seed this year, but they're gonna be in the playoffs. I wish they had Clay. I wish they had yeah, Clay. But I still think they, I still think they're gonna make the playoffs on the on the, like the lower half though, like eight, like eight seed. The Suns, they get into the Suns gonna be like a, a six, seven seed. So mm-hmm. I mean, in the Portland, Portland gonna get in. So the West is gonna be inside. The West got a lot of scores, bro. A lot always of is. And I can't forget about Houston. We get in that zone regardless, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no why doubt. That, why are you making that fit? You don't. Th- you don't think we're gonna make the playoffs, Toby? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's okay. Crack. But let's let's jump into the, the last topic. Um, saying your boy, your boys, yes sir. Your boy Jalen. Oh, not your boy. Your boy Carson Wentz. Our boy like Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. Our boy Moose. Uh, Jalen Hurts did his Dougie. Got his first W. You know what I'm saying? What should have started him weeks ago. You said what? They should have started him weeks ago. What did what y'all, y'all think of his uh, performance? They I looked, think he played well. 
I think they looked a lot more lively when he was on the field compared to when Carson Wentz was on the field, and that's saying something. And I don't, I don't yes, think they did. I, I don't think he got 100%. sacked once. He didn't, he didn't sack once, did he? No. See, and then another thing is, I feel like, and what's what I what I started to see after watching that game is, it really comes down to Carson. Like I think Shannon probably says, it comes down to his decision making, bro. Because not good. Because he's in the same. Jalen was in the same scenarios. You feel me? He's scrambling out the pocket, but he's making the right throws. He's hitting yeah. open receiver, and like when they play, when they, I think they showed a comparison of like Jalen's reads versus Carson's reads during the game, and just like just how Carson they like showed like how Carson, why Carson was getting benched and stuff like that. Dude was mm-hmm. just so many open receivers; it was ridiculous. A lot. And some of the times he was he had no pressure. He was just making the wrong throw, the wrong read, mm-hmm. just playing back. And something else that I noticed during the game was. A lot of times you see Carson goes kill, kill a lot of times. I didn't really see Jalen do that that many times. So that's just telling me that he's probably trusting the game plan more than Carson is. You yep. know what I'm saying? Probably trusting the game plan way more. And um, and for those of you that don't know excellent. kill, kill means – Played excellent. Yeah, for the people that don't know kill, kill means, it just means that you you opting out, you're checking out of the play call that's made on, on the line. He of played screen. excellent. Yeah, he did. Let me – and this is, a, this, is a bold, this, this is a bold statement. I mean, it's not really a bold statement, but – what do you think about this hot take? If Jalen, if Jalen leads them to the playoffs, he wins out, they get to the playoffs, he makes a little run, even if he goes to like second round, he's gonna be the man next year. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. I think, should, I think it should happen. And I think that I just don't think Doug and Carson are a good match for each other. Nope. Doug Doug may not be the issue. Carson obviously is an issue, but he's probably better off elsewhere at this point. And um I just think that Doug and Jalen have a much better connection that matters as a starting quarterback. Starting quarterback and coaching relationship matters a huge deal. I don't think that Doug and Carson have that. But they're in a really shitty situation now with their with their cap because you can't have a backup quarterback making thirty fucking million dollars. No. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. You, you, so, you can't so you can't so fucking have that. That leads me to let me just say it. Let me just say it. It just it just frustrates me because it's like organizationally. Y'all didn't have this conversation about this relationship before y'all gave this man all this money because now you put yourself in a situation where you have a second-round quarterback who came in and played better than your $100 million quarterback. So now your fans are calling for your backup quarterback to start, and it's clear that your starting quarterback and your head coach aren't on the same page. So organizationally, it just looks real fucked up. And I don't know really what they can do because one way or another, Carson Wentz is going to be a huge captain for them next year, whether he's on a team or not on a team. But at this, point, you, at this point, you're better off moving him. You have to move him. You have to move he's, him. He's out. That's, I, I, and this is why I'm saying they should have started him weeks ago. They should have let him play weeks ago. Totally you, know what I mean? you, you let Carson play back for 12 weeks. Not fat, yeah, facts. 100%. No, that's he should have been, been out of there. I, I said, like, I said, like, week nine, I was like, yo, you need Jalen. Like week six, week seven. Yeah. But, I mean, I was giving you Carson, I mean? just to give Carson the benefit of the doubt, you give him after that eight game hump. If you if you in a losing record, or whatever, I right, give the young guy a shot, bro, for the back half of the season. Give give you guys a better shot, of potentially making the making the playoffs, winning the division, whatever it may be. Even though you guys still have, have a shot to win the division, but you have nothing to lose. Yep. And nothing based on Carson potentially being out of Philly, Toby, how would you feel if if, if Check made a move for Carson to put him in your system? I just think that would. Uh... You think it would work? Do you think Carson would thrive in, in like a Belichick type system where it's structured and, and things are put there, like basically put on a platter for him? It's just all right now. It's a matter of what you're taking because that's what I the think Belichick that system is. At the end of the day, 
I think it'll work for him in that aspect, but do I think he'll understand the system? Like that that's the that's the problem that I see. Like Carson Wentz is talented and he's really, really good, but my problem is that he forces things a lot. And I think that when you play in a system like that, it's like you have everything set out for you. So it's like you don't need to force it. You know what I'm saying? Like trust it and you'll see it. And so I don't know what's gonna happen. Um if he were to go there, I think structure-wise he would be good, but I don't know if he'll catch the system. Like, I think he'll be one Bill, of those players. Bill, bench his ass with the quickness. Yeah, like, Cam gets <laughs> benched bench 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 now. That quickness. nigga be throwing, like, Cam gets benched with ease now. He be throwing, like, one pick a game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, it's like, yeah. it's like I don't think. Bill ain't playing that shit. And I just think, I mean, I think both Belichick need to retire anyways, but that's none of my concern. I'm not going to talk about that Belichick retired? Yeah. I mean, I feel like he got a he got. I don't think he's gonna retire no time soon. But he might he might not. do another job. He might, he might go out west to get a Chargers job. You think? L.A. Why not? He might. I mean, I mean, I'm just throwing sense. hypotheticals you, you, out you, there. You, you, you know you, what I'm you, saying? You, I'm just throwing you, hypotheticals you, out there. You think the Patriots? Because like, I think I'm just saying I think Bill Belichick would really love to get his hands on that defense. That defense in the young quarterback. With, 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 with yeah, with Joey Bolson and him, I think he would really like yeah. to get his hands on that defense. In, the, in that quarterback, Personally. what's his name? Uh, Justin Herbert. He's a he, real he's deal. Tough. Yeah, no, nah, he's tough. Yeah, so I think he might want to get his hands on that team. Now you think Robert Kraft is going to rebuild, just rebuild the Patriots? Is like going to have to? No, yeah. who's the um, offensive Josh, coordinator? Get, probably give Josh McDaniels the head coaching yeah. job. Get him a quarterback. Um, probably draft a quarterback in the first round. There's a ton of guys that's here to pick from, and um, make him Tom Brady. To be in the same, well, not time ready, but the same system kind of thing. You know what I mean? I feel you. I feel you. I think, I think this is my hot take. I think that, I think Belichick, if he doesn't retire, he's definitely leaving. And I think they're going to end up, they're going to end up trading most of their picks for Trevor Lawrence. I wouldn't be surprised. And I wouldn't I be surprised, that, but I don't know if the Jets are giving that up. They I need mean, that more than anybody else. Justin Fields it, 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 it all depends on what they can get. It all depends on. Oh, it all depends on what they uh is, what they is, offer. Is Fields, is Fields coming out this year too. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, sure. he'll be gone. He'll be gone. But, I think, but my thing is that's my one thing and two. Is, my thing is with the Jets is that the Jets are they're dumb. They don't do nothing. They they're really bad at developing quarterbacks. They're bad at like, developing everything. Teams, yeah, yeah. like and they have a bad yeah, coach. They have a bad yeah. coach too. They're just bad. But I just you know think they're just. The quarterback position specifically, I just think that they're really bad at it. Even when they were decent, they've never actually had a, a chance where they've developed a decent, decent quarterback. Nah, so it's Mark like Sanchez, Geno Smith, that's not winning in no Super Bowl. But Trevor Lawrence would be a good start, though. Sam, but Sam Donald's not a – in my opinion, he's not a bad quarterback, bro. I don't think no, he's, he's a not. Bad. He just needs know, to be developed. Not. But they're not developing him. They're not developing him. But yeah, last, that's what question, last question. He'll probably football. get traded, too. Last fo- question about the football. I'm gonna get out of here. Um, who's winning the NFC East? No bias in it. Um, the worst <laughs> division in football. <laughs> what, give, me, give me one through four. Who's coming out? Because it's, it's, um, it's the toilet division of, of, of the league. I give think me. Washington is on top right now. Like I told you, the the thing that that pisses me off about the Eagles more than anything else. Is that uh, <laughs> I, 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 I can I can take a team losing to a better team, but when I don't see motherfuckers giving effort, that shit pisses me off. So the so the risk so the Washington football team and the Giants they're both not that great, but they fucking they play, play hard. hard. They play hard as fuck. I'll take that losing. You know what I'm saying? I can't take incompetence. <laughs> now I can't take incompetence. You know what I'm That's saying? I can't. So um, 
I will I will give the nod to the Washington football team if they have Alex Smith because he's been there before and he can he can win for them. The defense is solid. And Daniel Jones is 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 a little bit banged up, so we'll see. I, I I'll take Washington to win a division at at uh at uh seven and nine. Seven and nine. Yeah, it'll be their record. Right, so, that'll so be the division winners. Who's right finishing now. second, third, and fourth? Like who's 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 been in, finishing the bottom of the barrel? Uh, Giants will finish second, and then the Eagles, Cowboys, whoever wins that game last week of the season will finish third and last. What you got, told? Yeah, honestly, same thing. Because uh, until Daniel Jones got hurt, I had I had them coming out the division. I had the Giants. Yeah, yeah, I, I did I had too. Giants coming out, but but Daniel Jones got hurt. I'm not surprised. He wasn't yeah. playing good, but he, I'm saying he wasn't he was bad. He was playing solid. They know? were they were starting to he win. Were first year head coaches. Yeah, yeah, you they know? were starting to win. Give a lot of credit to these guys. But credit to Alex Smith too. As much as we gave um, the Redskins uh, a bunch of slack for benching, uh, what's his name? Um, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. Alex Smith's done, done what he had to do, bro. And if he makes it to the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they make a little run, bro. I'm not even going to He's hold. a winner, bro. He's a winner. Yeah. He's won everywhere he's been. He's a winner. He knows how to win. He, That's why I get the win out over the He Giants. got my back because he's a former chief, so you feel me? So I'm – Yeah. But yeah Plus, I, he come off that leg injury. You want to see him do well. That joint look brazy. Yeah, you want to see him do well. I would have sued. I'm not going to hold you. I would have sued. Who you going to sue? The Redskins. I would have sued the Red – bro. That actually, I'm gonna save that. Thing. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't. It wasn't. Di- it wasn't directly their fault, but it was their fault, bro. He needs to sue the hospital. No, 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 bro, no. Did no, you no, see no, that no, joint no. when it came? Did you see what his joint looked? Not, not trying to notice the surgery. Did you see that joint looked like when it came out. Yes, the surgery. Yeah, I'm talking about. But when I'm talking about how he got hurt and the reason and the and the events leading up to why he got hurt, I would have sued the Redskins, bro. What you mean? He broke his leg. He broke his. It was no. a catastrophic injury. Yeah, but oh, you did? Did you did you see the report of what happened with the Redskins? Nah, no that's why. So, like, I think like a couple months ago, it was either a couple months ago or last year, they came out with a report before Alex Smith came back saying that like they were going through like bet, they was like having bets, they were doing like sexual advances on like the cheerleaders on the um, on the Redskins football team, and then that's part of the reason why they ended up changing it to like divert attention away. So what ended up happening was that I think. Um, John Gruden was a part of it, and apparently somebody on the team had smashed one of the cheerleaders he was messing with. So as a result, the running back did, and he ended up. Oh, you talking about Darius Guys? Yeah, that's probably why he got caught up about that situation. Yeah, and then he got benched, and then that's he got he got more than benched. Yeah, he got benched, cut all that, and then what ended up happening was that I think either that game or I think it was that game Alex Smith ended up getting hurt around around that time he ended up getting hurt. And then that's when all the injury stuff started happening. So that's why I was saying, like, if I'm looking at the – if I'm Alex Smith and I'm looking at the Redskins, y'all doing all this nonsense, and now I got hurt and y'all benched me because my running back smashed a girl that you're not even supposed to be smashing in the first place, I'm suing your ass. Some way, shape, or form, I would have figured that shit out, son. That bread all right, Musa Belli. You got that, bro. <laughs> I can argue. You're going to lose that joke every time. That's all I can do. Uh, every time. Uh, you lose. I would find a grievance. I he, he doesn't. Something. He doesn't have one. He doesn't have one. Let me tell you why he doesn't have one. Because remember when Tyrod Taylor had a situation this year where he got a shot and he then he had a collapsed lung. Mm-hmm. It's already signed in the CBA. You can't sue the team for stuff like that. Damn. Can't. You can't. At all. <laughs> you can't. Lose it every time. I don't care how. Th- I don't think you care. You think you big smoke, big moose. None yeah, of that. You, you can't do that. You can't. I feel I'll you be. though. I feel you though. I feel you. Though. I hear you. But I mean, you got anything else? Any shout outs before before we close the episode? Oh, um, um, no. Nah. Everybody stay safe out there. 
Stay safe. Yeah, shout out to my boy. Shout out, shout out to my boy Damo. Little Mexico, not Little Mexico, but Little Mexico. Where you from? Last man after. Check out the merch. I told him I rock the hat on the video today. So boys out in Cali, go shop with him, man. Last man after. Check him out on Instagram. And if any of y'all got any other brands that y'all want us to rock, shoot it our way, man. We'll put it on every time we on video. So good luck to these guys on Saturday. Man. F the luck, guys. I hope they don't get into the final four. Playoff. They not. They not. They don't deserve it. Yes, they are. No. Playoff. Shout out to my boy Colin Pollock and them Coastal Carolina boys. I hope they get in before the Buckeyes. That's all I got. They say. not, and we will wax them. But, but that's neither here nor there. That's all I got to say. But <laughs> that's, that's all for episode uh, 47 of the Facing Future podcast. It's your boy Mills. Shan. Your boy Big Smoke. You know the vibes. Peace. Peace.